guys. Welcome to another episode of Uncut with Kobe and Andrew. We're halfway through our, our first season and it's been so surprisingly like amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we had no idea what we we're doing, but it's like gaining a lot of traction. We're getting like the subscribers. So thank mm-hmm. you for if you subscribe to our YouTube or our Spotify. And yeah, we're learning more and more about this podcast world. Yeah, thank you for day. listening and thank you for reaching out to like our personal accounts. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's always cool to see and hear about like you know how these episodes affect you and like you know how like yeah, you know, people especially DM, yeah. when it's like not just our friends which we thought would yeah. just be our friends but like we'll get you know new friends um writing in and it's just it's been really really fun yeah it's so, very fulfilling yeah, and it's 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 keeping us going so thank you so much and we're stoked and there's a lot more episodes coming and we don't plan on stopping so yeah thank you we're getting better too i hope <laughs> i think so you're yeah, getting better yeah i know we, we both are and, and yeah getting it's more a comfortable learning. being in front of the camera and like recording listening to your own voice it's a learning mm-hmm. experience it has been a learning experience and like we're learning every episode um but yeah and thank you to our our, our guests who have just come on not even knowing really like what this is all about and and being able to being vulnerable and sharing their stories and i, I think it's being um i think people are inspired and and entertained by you so thank you yeah so tell me about i mean life as andrew tran <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all the things i know you have like a thousand things that you're working on every day so it's, what are some like fun projects you have yeah, it's, it's always been crazy but you know trying to for Redefined, we actually just threw our first golf tournament. Yeah, we that was huge. With, yeah, it was, we collabed with our friends at Pilau Golf Association, and it was just like we we love golf. We've been want, mm-hmm. we've been wanting to throw some kind of event for the long longest. We've been to a couple of golf tournaments, and it was like, why don't we try and do our own? And so we did it. It it was like a month of planning. It was kind of crazy. It was a big learning experience. That's a huge undertaking because you have to get like sponsors mm-hmm. and like what went into that like what are all the pieces that had to go into yeah that? so pretty much we figured out the name we figured out like what organization we wanted to work with and then once we got all that messaging done we, we just started reaching out to all of our friends like hey we had this tournament like would you like to sponsor you know um and it, it just kind of snowballed from there we had to like figure out the prizes and then we were like okay we have 36 golf teams we need to fill it's gonna be hard 36 so we, golf teams is how many people uh four four so actually we ended up having 40 teams so 160 players wow. four teams per player and usually golf tournaments are only like three men scrambles and all that but we're like let's try four whatever you know like we want to fit as many people as we can and we're like oh it's gonna be so hard to fill and then like we didn't even get to release the link publicly wow we had like a long waiting list and like we felt so bad you know a lot of people couldn't play and whatnot but it, it was a huge learning experience and we're stoked to the next one so yeah what was like one big lesson that you learned through that because that's not your arena like planning events yeah <laughs> shooting events yeah, maybe yeah but. yeah um i think just giving us more time to plan something we <laughs> yeah. we we sat down one night and we we're like oh when should we just do the when when should we do this event we're like oh let's just do it next month let's rush it and then so we we planned everything out it, it thankfully it worked out yeah. but like just like i think more time next time yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what have you been up to um, you know, just being a mom and juggling all that stuff. But um, one exciting project that I had um, was shooting Doki's new Mother's Day collection. And it was really special because this one was like very close to Cheyenne's, the founder of Doki. And this collection was like very, very close to her heart. Like she'll, I mean, she'll probably talk more about it, but um we shot at her childhood home, like we interviewed her mom, her nieces, nephew, daughter, sister, were all part of the shoot. And so it was really like an honor to be a part of that. Um, and she's actually here today as our guest and to yeah. talk more about her journey as an entrepreneur, um, as a mo- mother. And I mean, she's a huge deal. Like she blew up, I would say she's been around for, for many, many years, but now I feel like everybody wears these wahine, yeah, huh. like this, this like the wahine tees and sweaters, and she's just getting started. So nice! I'm so stoked to meet her. I haven't met her before, but you have so many good things to say about her. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I always respect moms in general. You know, and yeah. it's like Mother's Day is coming up, and like I always think about my mom and like what the sacrifice that she had to do. And like, yeah. you know, when I see you guys, like even you know, for you to fly in for each episode, you know, thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Worth uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I respect you guys so much, and it, I'm so excited to just hear from her. And I'm, I'm I hope you guys yeah. are excited as well. This is a great em- episode to like honor all moms. Nice. <laughs> right. Let's get into it. Cheyenne, thank you for joining us at Uncut. Thank you for having me. And welcome home. Thank you. It's so good to be home. Mm -hmm. So good to be here. I'm so excited. Stoked. Yeah. Glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wearing this dress for you, my Wahine sweatshirt. I basically live in this. Thank you. (laughs) It looks very comfortable. It is the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, guys wear it. Some guys do wear it. Uh-huh. So I've seen if it. If you want one, I, I can get you one without the wahine. No, uh, uh, no, no, please. I would rock that. I would rock that. Yeah. <laughs> Power to the women. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank uh, you for joining us no. and just talking story. I know you're so busy and you're only home for a few days. So thank you so much. No, it's so good to be here. How's the baby? She's doing good. She just turned one. Wow. I can't believe I can't believe. I was telling Colby that she was one of the first people that I told I was pregnant that wasn't part of my family. Uh Like we were doing some type of panel for um, Hawaii Business Magazine Mm -hmm. and uh, we were doing like a trial run and I, I think I was just hitting like 13, 14 weeks pregnant. I might have been a, a few weeks past because I was just like so scared to tell people. Mm-hmm. And we were doing this trial run and then the, the the subject of motherhood came up. And I stayed silent because obviously like at that time, no one knew you I was pregnant. Yeah, and I hadn't, uh, you know, I hadn't had a baby before. So the focus was on like you and one of the other women on the panel. And then the the, I don't know how the question like shifted to me and, um, and Ashley from Mohala Eyewear about like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like eventually do you want kids? And I was just like, mm. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> I crying. Uh, what a way to announce everyone. <laughs> it was so surreal to say it out loud, to say it to, and like fast forward to like a year and some change later. And here we are. I know. I'm living like a one year old. I know. Yeah. I know. That was so funny because it was like, luckily it was just like, it wasn't to the live audience. It was just like a us. Trial. But then yeah, yeah. We were all like, oh my God, wait, what? <laughs> You're just crying. It's like the first time I met you. Yeah. The first time I met anyone on that panel except Kira, who's mm-hmm. who was the one who put it, it all together. And I was just like, why am I crying in front of these women? They have the no hormones. Like, yeah, it was all the hormones. And then right after, I was just laughing. I was like, what the fuck was that? What just happened? What just happened? I, I, just, announced announced my pregnancy. I just announced my pregnancy on Hawaii Business Magazine. And I cried. I cried. <laughs> that's so the funny. that's the hormones talking. Yeah, but yeah, here we are. Here Baby's we are. doing good. And she's adorable. Oh Thank my gosh. you. She's the cutest. Thank you. Yeah. So you're in LA now, but I'm you're from LA. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I grew up here. I went to IA High School. Nice. Went to UH. Studied finance. Hated it realized that I just want to follow my passion, which was in fashion. Like I worked, one of my first jobs was working at PacSun in Kahala Mall. I don't know if you remember if that was there. Like when the mall flooded, I think PacSun closed down, which was super sad. But that was one of my very first jobs. And it was working there that I was like, oh my God, I just want to be in, in corporate retail. I want to, I want to be in fashion. At the time, the Hills was really popular. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that show? Now you're Elsie. dating yeah, yourself. Yeah. And now I'm dating myself. Know, this so is the original Elsie. Hills. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like the Valley, Palolo Valley. That's where, that's me. So, you know, she was a buyer or whatever in LA. I was like, oh man, I want to do that. I legit went to this, the fashion school that she did. Oh, that's how I found out about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So when I realized that I didn't want to be in finance anymore, I, I told my, I broke the news to my parents, which was a little tough, but they, they finally got on board and that's what brought me to LA. I went to fashion school for one year and halfway through that, I scored my first like dream internship with Lucky Brand Jeans, which was like a big deal back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, we were just talking about that. Like, oh my gosh, you remember those like Lucky Brands where you like zip it down and it said like Lucky You. Lucky <laughs> you? I know. I missed that. Do they even make them? No, they don't. They're like. Sorry, no offense, like, but they're so junk now. Like, they're, mm-hmm. I just, I don't even step into their stores. I don't know what happened to them, but <laughs> I'm so sorry. Lucky brand jeans. Lucky brand jeans. 
means. That was my first internship. And then I was lucky because... Like, <laughs> I just imagined the zipper going down. I was lucky. Lucky me. I don't know. Lucky me. I got hired right after fashion school. Not with lucky because they were in the process of like letting go of people. Letting go of people at the time. Remember like 2010, 20, uh, like 2009, 2010. It was like a huge recession. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yep. good luck to anybody who was graduating college mm-hmm. then getting a job. Nobody was hiring. That. Yeah. That was part of the reason why I went back to school because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Mm-hmm. I was just working at Starbucks part-time uh, here and then that's when I was like okay I'm gonna go to fashion school and then I graduated from sa- from fashion school a year later thinking the economy would be better mm-hmm. and it wasn't mm-hmm. so um but at the time there were very few fashion companies in LA that were killing it and true religion was one of them believe it or not that's you remember another, that's another, another, yeah, another jean yeah. with the horseshoes on the yeah, butt yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> Britney was rocking it. Yeah, you wear your little rise, a super yes, little rise. With your Ed Hardy hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, God, like, why? But I was like, whatever, I just want a job. I just want a job. So I worked for, I started as like, a, a at corporate, at their corporate, I started as like a retail assistant there. And I thought I made it. I was like, this is my dream. I was literally living my dream. I think I was getting paid like 12 bucks an hour. Oh, wow. But I didn't care. I was yeah, like, this LA, is where I want to be. Yep. Yeah. They were literally like making the denim right there, fitting it on the models right there and I was like doing whatever to just help and like like prove myself right and that was the a huge brand back then oh, I mean it's the still biggest. they're still around but like during yeah. that time yeah it was like everybody wanted everybody to be was in rocking those it. Jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh totally yeah were you it was even, like the perfect you were like time. in high school during that time. I, I was graduating high school right 2011 <laughs> I know, so sweet. How old are we? <laughs> I know, every time Kobe has a guest on and they're talking about things, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just play along. Yeah, I don't, right? I don't know You're what's like, going yeah, on, but... Yeah, totally. I'm just kidding, I I'm just kidding, I'm just problems. kidding. I know. You're so lucky you were in high school back then because, oh, man, the job market was rough. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I will take this $12, $12 an hour job even though I have two college degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't care. But at that point, that's... So before that, you didn't really know what you wanted to do. You just kind of went into finance because of... Your, your parents? I, I went into, yeah, so so rewind. I went into finance because my mom is a financial consultant. Uh-huh. So she does wealth management and all of that. And I saw her lifestyle growing up, right? Because she was doing it for, I don't know, 20 years or whatever. And I was like, I want that life. I want to travel in first class always and go to all these exotic places. Like, little did I know, like, it's so boring. <laughs> like, it's just not for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry to people in finance. Like, it's just, you guys are so smart. <laughs> That's not for me. I didn't like wearing the, like, the business suits with the pantyhose and stuff. You know, I just, I'm sure it's, like, so different now. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a little bit more Mm -hmm. lax. But back then, like, that's what it was. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. I did my first internship when I was still at UH in Chicago. So I lived in Chicago for the summer, and I worked, um, I worked at the Board of Trade. I was one of the only, yeah, I was one of the only, I mean, just as an intern, I was one of the only women. Mm. on the floor i was gonna say uh-huh. yeah that's yeah. a super a male dominated industry super super yeah and i was like i'm not about this life mm-hmm. I, I don't like this at all i don't care how much money it's just not worth it to me and i'm like what i want to do is i want to be in fashion i don't know what i want to do in fashion as soon as i saw the hills and i saw what she was doing kind of like as a buyer i know i didn't want to be a designer but as like a buyer or something of some sorts because it's there's a bit of creative and there's mm-hmm. a bit of like analytical piece that goes mm-hmm. into into mm-hmm. that role. And so once I discovered that that is an actual career, that's what what I focused on. Like owning my own company wasn't even on my radar. I was like, there's no way I can own my own company. So you actually went to school with the intention of being a buyer. Yeah, that's what, what I wanted so to like do. So like for people who don't understand fashion, what does a buyer do? So it's different for, for each. Um, it depends on the brand that you work for, right? So... Um, with True Religion, for example, they sell their own private label and they make their own stuff. So mm-hmm. as a buyer, you're kind of the one dictating which styles and what trends to chase that are relevant to your audience, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not really like buying clothes from like, like you're not going to Magic or Project and buying clothes, but you're the one saying like, okay, I know that my customer... Um, majority of them love skinny jeans and like an X percent amount of them like boot cut. And these are the color trends that are coming up. These are the styles. So that's they work. Fun, yeah. That's like, you're like the bridge between the customer and the company. Or yeah. The brand. Like the design team. Yeah. So yeah. they work, you work hand in hand with the design team and you guys kind of influence each other in determining what the, the season's line is going to be. So fun. that is kind of your job as well. You're buying for the stores basically. So, um, that is, yeah, that is essentially what, um, 
what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal at True Religion. So I was at True Religion for like three years, just trying to achieve that goal, trying to at least make it to assistant buyer. I made it to what they call like an allocation analyst, mm-hmm. which is, it's a super analytical position. And, and I'm so glad I went down that road because it taught me Microsoft Excel, which if anybody is listening and you want to start your own brand or you want to be a buyer or anything, I highly recommend that you become an expert in Microsoft Excel. That is such an underrated productivity tool. It uh-huh. is. Like the things that it can do, I'm still learning about that too, but yeah. even in production, every, all the production is like done in yeah. Microsoft Excel. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it's how we did all of our buys. It's how, as an allocation analyst, you're basically the one planning inventory for stores. So you need all those formulas. You need to understand how to create reporting tools and you know things like super simple things like pivot tables and just anything to really read the business and read because all they you know you get all this raw data and you're mm-hmm. expected to be an expert in 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 your area so um yeah so i'm so glad that instead of becoming an assistant buyer i became an allocation analyst because it really made me understand the foundation of the numbers behind a successful retail business. Mm. And that's what essentially gave me the confidence to, I I still chased like the buyer role. Mm -hmm. And I did eventually become a buyer, not for true religion. I moved to New York where um, like a year into work, I was headhunted by Diesel basically, another denim company. So denim was like my my thing. I legit thought that that's what I was going to do for like the rest of my life. I was like, I love premium denim. Mm -hmm. LA is like the place to do it, right? Mm -hmm. LA is like the mecca of premium denim. Um, and it, I didn't realize that in itself, it was kind of like a trend at the time, right? So you had like mm-hmm. your diesels, you had your true religions, your seven for all mankind, yes. all those, all <laughs> oh those brands. God. Yeah, that was like early 2000s, right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I could totally do this for the rest of my life. But then, you know, things change. And um, my goal wasn't necessarily um, to stay in premium denim. I just wanted to be a buyer. And mm-hmm. I achieved that with, with diesel, luckily. You know, they headhunted me and I was very clear about my goals with my boss. And very, very lucky that I had a boss who cared because that's not always, that's not always the case. case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, people end up hating their jobs and everything. And I was really lucky because my boss who, he's still my mentor today. I mean, he came to my wedding. Like I still text him from time to time, Mm -hmm. like asking him questions. He's like a guru in all things e-commerce. And Mm -hmm. he's the one who was like, when I did become a buyer, and I did it for a few, a few years, actually, he's like, you know, I think you can do like way more than what this role is offering you. He's like, have you ever thought about managing a full e-commerce ecosystem, for example? And I was like, no. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know? I was like, no. I was like, I just want to buy clothes. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can analyze, I can analyze sales and I can analyze and, and this and that. And he's like, no, there's so much more to it. He's like, you know, you you, you follow sales and you follow your customer and, and e-commerce is all about knowing who your customer is because you can't see them, mm-hmm. yep. but you can understand their behavior. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you're very, very good at, he's like, you have a creative side, but you have this analytical side that if you tap into, you can, you can run a very successful e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my next career goal came because I did start to feel, you know, when you hit, when you're like, oh, I was like chasing this buyer role and, and then, then I got it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I, I didn't think about like, what, yeah, what's now next? What? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what? I was like, I can go and be a buyer for like a bigger company mm-hmm. where I would basically do the same shit every mm-hmm. season. That's what mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that. It's like season after season. It's like, same okay, thing, yeah. yeah, you do your buy. You see how the sales do, you liquidate, and then you go back and analyze like what went wrong, what went right, and then you do the buy again the next season. And it's, it was literally like that for me four times a year, Mm. you know? And like the, I will say that like, I, I was very lucky because with diesel, our buys were all done in Italy. So I would be flying to Italy oh, four times. Well, I know. Okay. I know. I was like, bye, LC. Like, you weren't going to Italy, right? <laughs> I'm going to Italy. I made it. No, I, I literally, I was like so proud of myself. I was like, I made it in New York. I'm like doing what I came here to do. But it was it was my boss at, at Diesel, Scott. He was like, okay, so what's next for you? You know, Shout what? out to Scott. Yeah, yeah. shout awesome. out to Scott. I, I always give him a shout yeah. out. Like, if you... If you look back at like some of like my older interviews from like when I first started uh-huh. Dolky, I will always give him a shout out. And he doesn't, he probably doesn't even know it because he doesn't listen to really like, read is anything. He, is he still there in Diesel? He's, at Diesel? he's not at Diesel. Um, I don't know if he went off and did his own consulting business. Um, I, I can't remember, but he he definitely moved on after Diesel for yeah. sure. That's yeah. awesome because like you always meet like those spot. people in your life and yeah. they, they push you to you know yeah 
do uh, better. That's, so. I think that's all it takes. So he asks you like, what's next? Yeah. One, I said it's one mm-hmm. person to like push you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I think if, if it wasn't for him, I'd still probably be a buyer. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I ended up becoming an e-commerce director for a few different companies. I, I ended up moving back to L.A., uh, three years after being in New York because I was just so sick of the East Coast. I was like, I couldn't do it. I yeah. wasn't coming home very often. It was, the weather was crazy. And anybody who's lived in New York, you know, they know that if you live in New York, you you work, you mm-hmm. work and yep, you work. Yep. Yeah. It's a different lifestyle. It sure. is a different life. Have either of you ever lived in New York? Or no, but I, I go there no, often. No, even just yeah. visiting yeah. there. It's uh-huh. like, the it's exhausting. Even yeah, so just being there for a week. Yeah, it's like, yeah like everybody's on their hustle. Everybody's yeah. just like head down. Just yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's fun, right? When you're in your mm-hmm. mid-20s exactly, and you're single, yeah. you're making good money. It's it's actually a really fun playground to be in. But then yeah. you don't realize that, like, your life is literally work. Mm-hmm. And then to decompress, you just go to the bar or you go eat. And if that's your thing, then that's cool. But after three years, I was like, this is not my thing anymore. You know, I had yeah. met my husband, who was just my boyfriend at the time. And we're both from, he's from Portland, Oregon. I'm from here. And we were both just like, yeah, we're so sick of the East Coast. Let's move back. And, you know, luckily he, he needed to move back to L.A. because he's in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, well, you know, I mean, I've lived in L.A. before and majority of the fashion industry is in L.A. So it, it definitely makes sense for me to move back there, too. And so then that's how we ended up back there. So when did Doki become part of the picture? So yeah. you were like kind of clam- climbing this like fashion corporate ladder and made it to the position that you wanted to and plus some. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where at what point did you introduce Doki, was it like while you were working full time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I worked full time for quite a while while Doki was still kind of like developing and doing its own thing. So when I would I would work my 40 plus hours in the week and then come home and then like figure out like what I was doing with Dolky and like, you know, posting on social media and, and like doing photo shoots on the weekend to like update the 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 website and all of that. But it really was like I hit a point working full time. And I don't know if it was, it must have been when I went from working for more like corporate to starting to work for more startup companies. Mm. And you know, when you work for startups, like it's very, it's a very scrappy environment. You're wearing Mm -hmm. multiple hats, you're working nonstop, like you live and breathe that company, Mm -hmm. right? Because you want to see it succeed. You're like, yeah, I'm part of something that's like so small and I want to see it grow. And, um, and it, it was working in that startup environment that I realized I'm working so hard to make somebody else richer mm-hmm. when I can be doing that for myself. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I saw it was, I'm still going to do this because I still have quite a bit to learn, you know, like you never, you're never like not learning, you know, no matter what. And it was um, the way that I saw it, even though I was working so much, I was learning on somebody else's dime that's Mm -hmm. basically what i was doing Mm -hmm. yeah that's basically what i was doing yeah Yeah. so one of the very first startup companies that i worked for you know they were on the shopify platform i managed their digital marketing i managed all of their content and all of that and basically the full 360 of the um of their e-commerce business so i i I was managing my own company within the company already Mm -hmm. like their Mm -hmm. e-commerce shop was like my little baby right and I was with them for three years and, and I, I mean, I did really well with them. You know, I, the first year I eight X their business, the second year I five X their business. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, doing this for other people. <laughs> I'm working so hard. Someone else is getting rich. Yeah. Like, what the hell am I doing? But, but I needed to do, I needed, I needed that learning ground mm-hmm. to right. really get that confidence yep, yep. to do what I ended up eventually ended up doing for Dolky. Right. So yeah. plus it was funding Dolky anyway, because Dolky is fully self-funded. Like I've never taken out any like loans or anything when I first started with Dolky because I didn't know where it was going to go. Right, right, right. And right? it was originally wasn't like an online retail it was a blog right it was yeah so dolky the blog i launched actually when i was in new york so new york with its insane weather there was this like month-long period in january where there were like weeks where we couldn't even go to the office it was so cold so cold so cold yeah Yeah. and so um so snowy so we were just stuck indoors and i was getting like that cabin fever i was like what do i do like i can't just like sit around watch tv and Mm -hmm. work on buys all day you know i'm like i need to do something for myself and at that time squarespace had just started like all these like really simple like turnkey platforms were popping Mm -hmm. up right like i didn't quite understand wordpress but squarespace made it super super easy Mm -hmm. yeah so i just like launched a squarespace account and i was like this is my blog i would like take clothes from 
from my closet and I would tell my roommate to go take photos of me out in the snow, like (laughs) (laughs) blog about it like I was someone. That's awesome. (laughs) And that's how the blog started. But then that blog started gaining traction too because on the East Coast, there's also a lot of great great brands out there, right? Mm -hmm. So you have like the urban group, like Free People, Urban Outfitters, Mm -hmm. Anthropology. They're just a a train right away. And um, anyone who knows me knows I love Free People. Like that is like my style. I get a lot of like, a lot of Dolky's influence actually comes from like Free People. And I was so obsessed with them. My whole closet with them was them. So I was always tagging them on Instagram, tagging them on my blog and everything. And eventually they reached out and I did quite a bit of collaboration with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. I was like, I made it again. Yeah, it's like, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm doing something right. <laughs> I'm doing something right. <laughs> it, w- it felt so good, though, because it was like my passion project. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not making any money off of this, but I'm having fun, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like a great escape from like my normal job that mm-hmm. I was doing. So um, that eventually turned into a shop when my sister, Yasmeen, which I think mm-hmm. I think yep. both of you know yep. her. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, have you ever thought about turning Dolky into an online shop? She was like, you already know how to do it. And um, not, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Dolky, her and I started Dolky, mm-hmm. the shop. I started Dolky, the blog and Dolky, the mm-hmm. website. But her and I started Dolky, the shop. And it was it was so different back then, like six years ago. We would go to Magic and Project and do our buys. We carried free people because I was like, we uh-huh, want to carry yeah, free yeah. people. We carried like Mink Pink, Someday's Lovin', like all these other like just really fun, like bohemian Australian brands. Mm-hmm. Um, had no clue what we were doing, but I was just like, yeah, this looks cute. I'd wear this. She's like, I'd wear this. And so that's what we would sell. And that was like the start of like our online shop. What does Doki mean? So dolky is actually, it doesn't really have a meaning. Dolky in um, in my dad's culture, so I'm, I'm half Pakistani. Mm-hmm. So in my Pakistani culture, dolky is a drum that is played primarily during weddings, birthdays, um, times of celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dolky really is a symbol of love and a symbol of happiness. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spelt it differently. It's actually spelt like D-H- Oh, I don't even actually know how to spell it. <laughs> but it's, I was like, yeah, no one's going to know how to pronounce right. that. So uh-huh. we made it like, you know, phonetically. Simple, yep. mm-hmm. We simplified mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that's what that's where the name Doki oh, that's comes awesome. from. Yeah. So it's it's very much so rooted in our culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So it was always Doki. It was always Doki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was always Doki. And the reason why we chose Doki was because um, it actually started in high school. So when I was at IA High School, I was part of the graphics club from like freshman year until senior year. You so guys had a graphics club? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We would wow. like green t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, the graphics cool. department was so cool at our school because so they made cool. stickers, stickers and everything. Stickers, yes. Yeah, that was a big oh my one. God. Wow. And then my sis, Yaz is actually the one who came up with the name Doki because she went to Pakistan uh-huh. for my cousin's wedding. And I, I don't know why she came back and she was like, oh, Dolky. Dolky would be a great name for a brand. And, you know, in high school, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to print some shirts. I'm going to print some shirts. I was like, we can do it in the graphics department. I was like, we never printed a shirt, but we made tons of stickers. Stickers, yeah. Yeah. We made tons of stickers. And we had a, do- I wish, I'm like trying to dig up a photo of our very first car, which was a, a VW Jetta. Ooh. And I printed a massive decal that's a dolky on the back yeah and that was oh like our car gosh. oh that's so cool yeah so that's where dolky the came from dolky that's band. the origin of like that name it's it's really stuck with us since high school and so when i started the blog or when i started when we started the shop i was like there's really no other name mm-hmm. it just made sense it just made yeah. sense yeah i mean my my final project in fashion school is we had to create um our own clothing line and mm-hmm. then present it to a bunch of like industry people and the name that i chose was dolky so dolky's like always like stuck around with me that's so cool yeah yeah, that's awesome. yeah. You're going to have to dig up those, like, original stickers that you made. I do. You know what I do have is... Your mom probably has them I don't know if she does, though. You know, I'm sure she has tons of stuff on my brother. But, like, (laughs) I'm, I'm like, the third child, you guys. I'm, like, you know, the forgotten child. Yeah, yeah. The youngest is always like, ah, yes. She's good. She's good. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I I really want to dig that up. The only thing that I do have as proof that Dolky came like has was has been around since like we were in high school is i don't know if like your your teachers ever did this but my english teacher freshman year in high school she made us write a letter to ourselves oh yeah 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 and then 20 years later i got that letter in the mail and i had no sketched, way. yeah That's... i had sketched dolky like 
drawings on no there. No way. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. You need yeah. to frame that. I do, I do. I have like photos of it and I'm like, yeah, this needs to go on the website somewhere yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is though. I have like so many things to do and I'm like. <gasps> Another great teacher. I've yeah. been like yeah. a theme on the podcast. <laughs> she wasn't my favorite teacher. <laughs> I didn't like but enjoy hey, her class, yeah. but I, I appreciate that project. Uh -huh. I think yeah. more people should do that for sure because it was such like a, a oh, crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like a little time Especially capsule. like years later, yeah, to get it in the mail. Later, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know how it came back to us because I was like, I don't. I mean, I guess we still live in the same house that I did in high school, but yeah, I was like shocked that I received it. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so you went from blog to sort of on. I, I mean, online retail, mm -hmm. yeah. but not doing your own brand, like not designing your own stuff. No, our own brand came as a result of doing all this buying that we were doing, right? So we were like buying all these clothes and selling it online. And mind you, like at that time, buying online was such a new thing, mm -hmm. right? Especially for the Hawaii market. And that was my goal. I was like, I wanna be like one of the first brands that really make it as an online shop. Because back then it was like, oh yeah, I have my own brick and mortar or whatnot. Um, I remember we did like Honolulu Night Market back when that was a thing. We did mm -hmm. that a couple of times and every single time people would be like, oh, where's your shop? Where's your shop? And I'm like, oh, we're online only. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> you buy like, things online? Yeah. One of my first customers was like, was like, oh, can I mail you cash for this? And I'm like, you just you the credit card. <laughs> at the time right because oh, like, just a little tad bit behind a little things bit things didn't even yeah. ship to Hawaii some, web, some, some of the websites <laughs> didn't even ship to Hawaii no we can ship it <laughs> to you true. but no you know what what's so funny is like I actually realized that that's part of the reason why they didn't understand the concept is because and, and it's so true even now like with all like Amazon and everything like you mm -hmm. guys take like seven days for Prime mm -hmm. I don't know you guys More get it like that. the same day or like, yeah, yeah. mine's just like same day so it's I get like it 21 to the big island yeah. oh my god no so I get it why you guys are like we don't trust online it takes way too long like everything gets shipped by boat you know and I'm like no we'll put it on an airplane <laughs> we'll ship it I promise we'll next it. day it'll get it to you in like five days I promise but that's where I but I saw an opportunity there uh -huh. I was like no if we can if we can really gain the trust of these guys and and make it as as an online shop then then that that is my goal so you know we offered free shipping for all Hawaii addresses for the longest time and and all of that and that's what really like got people to be like oh okay like I think I can shop online. I think I can do this. Mm -hmm. And we we became our own brand, like started producing our own designs and everything. Like a few years later, when we just realized like the stuff that we were selling was just not really resonating with the customers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say I bought like, I don't know, like a hundred different styles, like five of them would do really well. Mm. So I spent those few years like kind of just paying attention to like what was working. What You're was being like, a buyer. I was being a buyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was doing my thing. Using your we experience. Were, we were losing a lot of money, but hey, <laughs> that's why I was still working full time. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was, it was in that process that people, you know, I'd hear people like, oh, do you have t-shirts? Do you have tank tops? Do you have like... Mm -hmm. really simple dresses and stuff and so the first collection that we did which we debuted at Honolulu Night Market uh, yeah Honolulu Night Market was um six graphic t-shirts and one romper romper Zoya which is just like a classic I'm sure a lot of people still have it and then um a dress which I don't even remember the name because we it didn't really do it but but those six t-shirts and one romper is what like took like it just took off like our business took off and I was like okay we have something here mm -hmm. and so then from there I was like okay like what's next for us what's what's good like what what is our what is our thing that's going to set us apart mm -hmm. from from the rest yeah so when you're designing your original first original collection was yeah. it was it that like Hawaii inspired like kind of vibe that you still have today? Yeah, it was. I mean, I look back at the designs and I was like, ooh, what was yeah, I yeah. thinking? You know, I would think every graphic every, designer, yeah. yeah, everybody does that. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? But at the time I was like, yeah, this is great. Like I was like rocking it. And I was getting, I was actually getting inspiration from old Lucky Brand t-shirts. Because I used oh, to be funny. such a huge fan full of circle. that. Yeah, yeah full yeah. circle. I was such a huge fan of that company. Like, I would always shop there, shop at, at uh, Ala Moana. Mm -hmm. uh, they were known for their graphic tees. There yeah. was a point where they were known for their graphic mm -hmm. tees. Yeah. It was like mm -hmm. iconic, vintage graphic tees. And so I was, I remember, like, looking into their archives and being like, I want to bring this back. Like, they just don't have this anymore in stores. And I want to put a vintage on it. And I, obviously, I want it to be Hawaii-inspired. And so that's where... 
the inspiration came from and where it, where it still does come from too, mm -hmm. among other things. Yeah. 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 Cause you, I mean, Hawaii people, especially I'm sure in other places too, but Hawaii people especially love to show people that they're from Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like this brand does so well on the mainland too, because of that. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, wahine, oh. like you're from Hawaii. Totally, yeah, totally. I mean, not just wahine, but anytime I see someone wearing like a UH shirt or anything that right, says right. Hawaii, mm. like I see a lot of he greater than I on the mainland. Mm. Um, I'm just like, oh my God, like connect with me. Like, yeah. Let's especially, be friends, yeah, especially you know? when you move away too, yeah. you always uh -huh. want to find somehow to connect back home. Yeah. So it's like whether it's supporting a local business yeah. or even just buying a shirt that says, you know, like Hawaii or Aloha yeah. or wahine, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, when you see those people out there, you're like, oh, I know they're from Hawaii, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> and there's like an instant connection, uh -huh. too, yeah. when that happens. Yeah, I love that feeling. I'm like, the fact that a t-shirt can do that is like, is, is huge. It's powerful. That's a powerful thing, right? So to mm -hmm. me, it's like, it's always more than just a t-shirt for uh -huh. me. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to the graphic, when it comes to the style of the t-shirt and the cut, like we spent two years developing our t-shirt over and over again until I was satisfied with the way that it the way that it is today like not a lot of people know that like it's more than just a t-shirt right. mm -hmm. you yeah. design the actual t-shirt not actual just t -shirt. like grab a hanes or whatever and just put no your yeah. yeah so tell it. us the process of that like so yeah. why yeah 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 so our process is um i mean everybody's process is different but mm -hmm. the way that ours is i mean our fabric is spun specifically for us in wow. la that's why i'm based in la because where my office is my 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 printers are like two blocks away and then just a few miles away is where we cut and sew everything. So the pattern maker that I work with today, who's basically my production manager, I've worked with her for now for six years. So she understands my style. She understands my customer and all mm -hmm. of that. And she's really the one that was has been with me through this journey of like, she's like, do you want to tweak it again? <laughs> she's like, do you, what do you want to do? She's like, I don't think it matters. I'm like, it matters. No, it matters, you know? Um, so basically, yeah. So I, I, I work really closely with her and I'm like, okay, if I want to develop a t-shirt, she kind of just starts out with a prototype sample. Mm -hmm. We fit on um, size small but we also fit on size large, extra large, just to accommodate, you know, mm -hmm. and be mindful of like all the different sizes and everything. And I think a lot of companies, you know, make the mistake of only fitting on size smalls. And mm -hmm. that's, that's something that's like, that's troubling with this industry is like, we're, we're not size inclusive. So mm -hmm. my brand, I, I try to keep my brand like as size inclusive as possible. And it's, it's not just a matter of like, okay, I have the perfect size small, let's scale it up in size to double extra large. You it's, actually... Every like single size, size yeah. Every single size, it's it's particular. It's particular to c customers' callouts, basically, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like when we launched, when we first launched, like our larger sizes, our customer was like, "Oh, it's just too short on me," mm -hmm. and I was getting mm -hmm. like so many returns because as I told that to my pattern maker, and so all of our sizes from large through double extra large are much longer now and much more accommodating to someone who wears a size large, right? Mm -hmm. So it's 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 paying attention to little pieces of detail like that. But obviously in the beginning, it's all trial and error, right? Yep, so like yep. I said, I went through like two years uh -huh. of developing this t-shirt. We tried different types of fabrics, different, um, different wash processes, um, because everything eventually ends up affecting the next process right so i remember the very first time i did my own cut and sew and i don't know what they were doing in the dye house but then i would take it to print and there would be like just weird residue all over and it was because of the way that the dye was reacting to the heat at the print shop mm. and so then i would have to go back to the dye house and be like what are you guys doing you know like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and it's yeah. and they're like oh it has to do with the the fabric composition it's 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 reacting this way to the dye, which is reacting this way to the heat. Like people don't realize. Yeah, there's like, like so many variables. There's too. like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I should have paid attention in science class. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Pay attention in science, you guys. Like, <laughs> it does apply eventually. You do use it. You yeah, do you use it. Yes, chemistry, life. you do use it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I had to become like an expert in every single piece of that. And mm -hmm. obviously it gets easier, right? Like now I, I know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what questions to ask and I'm pretty well versed in like what fabrics to use, what I know will lay well on the body, what will go well with graphics and what will go well as basics. So, so yeah, that's, that's essentially the process. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. That's, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I don't think a lot of people realize that you are like creating something from scratch from the very, Oh yeah. 
from the t-shirt. so many things in mind. So many things in mind, yeah. And not a lot of people realize that there aren't a lot of brands these days that are 100% domestic. Mm. So all of our manufacturing is 100% domestic. Like a lot of brands, you know, and there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. with importing either, but it's just the way that I wanted to build my business is I wanted full control. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a good thing and a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning. Uh I'm learning. I'm learning to balance balance, balance. It's the balance. It's the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I knew that I wanted full control and full visibility of 100% of my production pipeline. Yeah. And that really came in handy when, obviously, when COVID hit and everything shut down, right? So, yeah, every every brand does does different things, whether or not they're importing fabric or, or whatnot. But for us, we just, we, we run everything domestic. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm sure you pay a much higher price for that. But. Well, we do, but that's why our t-shirts are $49, right? Mm-hmm. When people ask, I'm like, it's a mix of these years of me developing mm-hmm. and, and building this brand to, yeah, down to the raw material it's mm-hmm. more than just the raw material yeah and mm-hmm. we pay extremely fair livable wages to whoever's making your piece of clothing mm-hmm. and that's important to me mm-hmm. yeah that's important to me it's hard it's hard as a small business but it's important yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. stick to those values and yeah yeah and yeah. that's so like a part of your brand too because you do give back a lot yeah. and i know that you collaborate with a lot of nonprofits, and mm-hmm. you um i mean let's talk about that a little yeah. bit and like the, i feel like that is a huge part of doki is yeah. that like ethical, I mean, like philanthropic kind of part to yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I knew I wanted the brand to be more than just a brand, right? And I think I um, I have to give credit to one of the very first startups that I worked for that was a give back company. So back then, you know, Tom's was such mm-hmm. a huge oh, deal, yeah. right? Tom's was the very first one for one company. Like you buy one, they give they one give type one. of thing. I worked for a very similar company too in the in the space of like school supplies. So um, when I saw the impact that they were having, not not to say that like, I mean, to be honest, you know, like giving back to to kids wasn't like wasn't my passion you know I knew that like helping women was my passion but Mm -hmm. the fact that the way that they were impacting the the cause that they that they stood for to me was was phenomenal I was like if all brands did this like Mm -hmm. just how incredible it would be right what what was that company uh nonprofit? can you say the the one that they give back to or the one that you work for the startup oh the startup that I work for they were called UB so I don't know if they're still around. So they were, they're exclusive to Target. So there's oh. school supplies that you can, they're very colorful school supplies. Mm-hmm. Super, super colorful. I think they do. do you, I think they are still around. They're yeah. still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they're, yeah, their biggest retailer was Target at the time, but I was in charge of their online business oh. and their, um, part of their marketing message, part of their whole like core values of their brand was their give back. So they worked with the Kids in Need Foundation. Mm-hmm. And basically for every school supply that you purchased from UB, they gave a school like school supplies to kids in need. And they were able to give back, I think by the time I left, like four million school supplies or wow. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean just that's incredible. So cool. yeah, that's such right? a good, yeah. Yeah. Such a, so incredible. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, that's one of the things that I I need I need as a as a business owner. Like I need to give back also. Whether it's like ten dollars hundred dollars or like thousands of dollars that we do now something, it's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have to give back something that's such a a core value of of what my dad taught us growing up too you know it, it all goes back to our religion like we grew up muslim mm-hmm. so part of our islamic religion is giving back no matter what you always give back mm-hmm. that's one of the, one of the pillars of our of our religion so i was like yeah that needs to be a pillar of my company mm-hmm. as well and I knew I wanted to give back to women. I knew I wanted to give back to Hawaii. I just didn't know who. Like, mm-hmm. like, how do you choose? There's mm-hmm. so many amazing organizations out there. And at the time, my mom was a board member on um, of the Women's Fund of Hawaii. And I knew about the Women's Fund. She talked about it quite a bit. But I never quite understood, like, the concept or the impact that they had um, locally. And the amazing thing about them is, like, when you give back to the Women's Fund, you're giving back to dozens if not hundreds of small medium large nonprofits because oh, nice. yeah. yeah so it's just like a big fund that exactly kind of that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly i didn't understand that my mom had to like explain it to me like 20 times i don't know why i was like what are you doing you know and so so when she explained it to me i was like okay i was like i think this makes sense because instead of just impacting one nonprofit i can give back to multiple that's throughout awesome. the year mm-hmm. yeah so that's why i'm so passionate about the Women's Fund of Hawaii, because you don't just, you know, you don't just focus on 
let's say like women and children, for example, you know, you focus on things like breast cancer awareness on women, um, recently incarcerated women. They, the, their biggest focus is actually on helping organizations that um, empower and support native Hawaiian Polynesian women, because unfortunately that is a demographic that is most in need of help, mm. right? So mm -hmm. if you, let's say for example, you have your own nonprofit and um, your, your focus is on supporting native Hawaiian women, they will prioritize you over all of the other applicants because mm. that is part of their mission. Mm -hmm. And that is what I was like, okay. I was like, it makes sense to be to, yeah. to be a part of a part of this and to help them as, as much as I can. So that's awesome. Yeah. And at this point, I, I, I saw on your website, you've given back like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, a little over $25,000. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, that's Congratulations. Yeah. Thank that's you. Huge. Thank you. Yeah. And we're just getting started. And I guess that's just a tipping point. Like I'd love for that to just be, you know, I mean, not that that's what I focus on. Right. But it's, it's, it's a great feeling to be like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Like this year, if we can give that in one year, oh my God, yeah. as opposed to, you know, over the course of the years. But like I said, like any little bit counts, like right. mm -hmm. our first donation to them was like a couple hundred bucks, you know, yeah. and it, it made, it, it makes a difference. It, it does. And it does. I love that you like not only just financially donate, but like you use your platform. Like I know you talk about it a lot. And so just yeah. raising the awareness yeah. and so like, and also like getting people to get involved and educating i think that alone is so valuable to to them and it's just very admirable yeah i think what i you know what i realize is that people just need to know like what resources are available out to them whether they want to be a part of the nonprofit or whether they need to benefit from one of the organizations right so mm -hmm. um uh, you know, if, if you're a mom that needs diapers, for example, I'm like, yeah, like check out Aloha Diaper Bank or something like that. If you're a mom that, um, you know, was which was very much a part of my journey, like have, like, you know, you're, you're a breastfeeding mom that just needs support and you need resources. Breastfeeding Hawaii is a great one. I didn't know any of these smaller nonprofits existed before learning about them through the Women's Fund. And so they just, they have access to all of these resources depending on what you need. And so that's why I'm very vocal about it because it's like sometimes if it just comes up in conversation, you never know if that could be like of help to mm -hmm. whoever you're talking to. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. amazing, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the resources are out there. They are out there, yeah. There's a lot of like very passionate people willing to help, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if they're not connected, I mean, yeah. never going to be but uh yeah mm -hmm. yeah so that's are, awesome that you yeah. spread awareness through your platforms and yeah. all that you know, not yeah. a lot of people do that yeah 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 so now you're you mentioned that you're a mom now yeah. and running this very <laughs> successful <laughs> online business oh my god so, it's so hard <laughs> <laughs> i tell kobe that all the time i respect it. all the moms out there you know like yeah it's another job pretty much being a mother it and it's like i respect that and yeah because you because doki was at like a pretty like you're at a really great point with Doki. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I honestly see everybody in Doki, and so and and some stories, a bunch of stories carry Doki too, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it is like people can find it yeah. at brick and mortar if they wanted to. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, my my goal is to I'd love to open up a brick and mortar here. You know, um, that's definitely a, a dream of mine. Um, whether it's short term or long term, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I go back and forth. I yeah. almost did before pandemic hit. I was oh, like, good oh, thing you did. Yeah, 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 good thing I did it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, that doesn't mean that it's like off the radar completely. Right. It's just there's right. there's so much going on now, especially being a mom and trying yeah. to like balance all of that. It's like setting those those priorities and like more realistic goals. I think slow growth for me is is like my new thing. Like just slow and steady slow. growth. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then it's sustainable and exactly. Yeah. manageable exactly so what was that like kind of I mean you're already probably so busy and hustling before becoming a mom and then during COVID yeah during COVID I got pregnant like, <laughs> <laughs> like most a lot of women <laughs> no no um it was I, I mean you know actually I don't know if you felt this way too because you started Aria Studios before mm -hmm. before becoming a mom yourself too mm -hmm. right so for I think me, it was like five years into it yeah so it was, but I mean, it was like 80 hours a week. Yeah. I was spending yeah. like building my business. Yeah. So, and then same. So before having, before having kids. Yeah. 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 Same. No, same. And then, so I had a lot of hesitation with, I, I knew we wanted to start a family. Right. And both my husband and I have 
careers that aren't are out of the the ordinary, right? Like both very demanding, not a Mm -hmm. nine to five, very random. And so when uh, when I was thinking about having having kids, I was uh, that was my biggest like fear, not fear, and I don't want to say fear, but but it was a fear of mine. I was like, how am I going to be able to run this company and take care of a kid? And I didn't know who to reach out to to ask for advice. Mm Because a lot of the moms in my network, you know, they, they do have like those either those normal nine to five jobs or whatnot. But I was like really looking for someone like you who started a business before having kids and was still able to maintain that business even after two. So I was like, I, I was just like starving for that. I was like, I just I need that reassurement, uh, reassurance, reassurance almost. And I need like advice on how to do it. Like, like I thought about like so many different roads. I was like, okay, I'm just going to completely shut down Dolky mm. for like six months, postpartum, focus on my baby and then ramp things back up. And my dad, who is also a business owner, he was like, I don't know if you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, options. can you just move up to LA for yeah, a little I was like, Do you want to run my business for me? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, eventually what, what ended up happening was I had to, start learning how to trust others and hire others like mm-hmm. you know going building back to a team. building a team yeah going back to the whole control like for the first i don't know four years or so i was doing everything myself filling mm-hmm. orders myself answering customer emails you know producing all the shoots like designing everything doing everything because i was working 80 plus hours a week and loving mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but then i was you know when i thought about it i was like okay what support do i need um if I know that like I have a baby coming, it's I can't physically be at the office mm-hmm. anymore. So I need somebody that I can rely on that to really just like run the operations. I can still do computer work from time to time and check in, but like physically, I just know I can't be there. Right. And so um, probably like right before I got, uh, right before I got pregnant, I was already like thinking about that. And so I hired my first employee. And that was huge, too. I mean, I think as a small business owner, you're like, oh, it's my God. It's such a big step. It's such yeah. a big step. Oh it's a God. scary step. It is, right? But it's, like, so crucial. It is. It is. You need that help, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it took talking to a couple of different business owners because I was like, I don't know if I can afford it. They were mm-hmm. like, you probably can't at the moment, but give it a few months and your output is going to eventually let you afford right, it. Right, right, right. We had that same talk with Jana, remember? Yep. Yeah. And she had kind of the same situation because she had Jana Lamb going and then she had her babies but then it was sort of I mean I don't know I don't I don't want to speak for you but like for her it was a blessing in disguise yeah no absolutely because it allowed her her and her company to grow exponentially because Uh you start like trusting and delegating we talk about this like Kobe's my business mentor as well and like I'm in that same position where it was like okay I'm working, yeah, exactly, like 80 hours a week, you know, like, oh, start a business, you know, you, you, it'll be fun, you know. It'll be fun, And then you're, like, constantly working and you're doing all these things and you're doing everything and, like, especially in the creative industry, it's hard to kind of just, like, let go. And, like, yeah, navigate. there's that mm-hmm. element of, like, well, they I probably need, can't do it as good as, yeah, I'll just do it, I'll just do it, you know, yeah. but it's, like, there's a point in your company's growth where you need to hire and you need to build a team and grow and like trust them and Mm -hmm. and yeah or else you're the one who's really like hindering that growth yeah exactly absolutely it took me a while to to realize that Mm -hmm. too all i kept thinking was like can i afford to pay payroll yeah you know that's because that's all that you valid numbers yeah super valid um so you know i just luckily just was convinced to take that leap and my employee that i have now nalisha um she's been with me for for a few years now and she I don't know what I would do without her yeah. honestly <laughs> yeah. I don't um she is incredible I don't even when when I gave birth I didn't step foot in the office for probably five months wow. she just like had everything going smoothly like going doing pickups uh, dropping things off at the printers like QCing everything mm-hmm. you know basically doing things that like I you would normally yep. be like looking over her shoulder doing right, but right, she just right. like had it in the bag and that's where I really got the confidence there to be like, okay, I, I think I can do this. We can do this. And, and that's what really kept Dolky going is just mm-hmm. you don't need, and I hope people know this, like you don't need a, a huge army behind you mm-hmm. to, to get things going. You could just have one or two like key people. And if those people are like rock stars and like legit like Nalisha is, I'm so lucky to have her. Yeah. Then you're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I always talk about my office manager Sharon. Yeah, who we does, always, like, we always have like, that one employee. Yeah, that you have that about. one it's employee. Like, oh my yeah. god! Yo, yeah. Please never leave us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's it's like really. you want them to grow and it's yeah, like yeah, i yeah. will grow you i promise yeah, yeah. like looking at my accounts i'm like can i grow you <laughs> i know i know yeah. every time we joke about this but every time i go on vacation I, she always gets a raise because yeah. i'm like oh everything is fine actually when, yeah. while i was gone like or when she goes on raise. vacation oh, like, oh my goodness i know <laughs> back you're coming back yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> when are you coming back like i know her flight number coming. Like, okay so when you get back <laughs> have it's all good. these emails saved in a folder know. for you i know you I need know. those as small businesses you mm-hmm. need those oh key man people, you know yeah. you know so yeah and i i hope that i'm like mentoring her too the way mm-hmm. that i was mentored mm-hmm. like i always think back to my days of like when i was learning and all of that and she asked me so many questions and i'm more than happy to you know to, to be that mentor to her because mm-hmm. that's what someone was to me. And so to be able to like pay it forward, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. well, I'm sure it's exciting for her too, because as you grow and get to these, the next level of Doki, like yeah. she comes with you Absolutely. and then her influence or like her leadership also, as you hire more people. Yeah. We'll start to grow too. Absolutely. And that, that is all that I want. I mean, you know, I have like, okay, by the end of this year, this is what we're going to do. And by the end of next year, we're going to bring on one more, you know, full-time employee and everything. So like I said, slow, slow and steady, sustainable growth. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, got to do this by next month or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the mindset that I had before, before Willa Mm -hmm. was like, oh, no, we have to hit this like by, by quarter one, Q2. And then now I'm just like, nah, like we're doing good. We're comping to last year. You know, production is, is, is going smooth right now. Like I can't complain, you know, yeah. it's slow and steady growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot as long as you're growing. Yeah. Yep. As long as you're growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you're growing. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that's hard to, to that's sometimes easy to say and hard to do when you see other people gr- it's seem- seemingly growing exponentially yeah. mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Like but maybe then, I should be doing more. No, but it's like hard. You can't really compare yourself. You Every, can't. Everybody's you journey can. is different. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. can't. I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of, before I would spend a lot of time on social media, like comparing myself to other brands, uh-huh. being like, oh my God, she's doing this. She's collaborating here. She's she's doing that. And then I was like, no, like, you know, like I'm doing the damn thing too. Exactly. Yeah. Just at like a different, different. pace mm-hmm. and, and all that. And to be honest, like a lot of what you see on social media is just like their wins too. Like, you exactly. know, you don't see the days that they have $0 sales and all of that. They're not going to share that. They're mm-hmm. going to share the days with you where they have like 50 orders that they're packing. Yeah. Like just yeah. go to the post office yeah, yeah, yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Bet you have a sale going on right now. Like, I know what's going on. What's going on? I've been there. Show me when you're stressing. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, but, but seriously. that's but that's uh, the thing about social media. You kind of just take everything with a grain of salt yeah, and totally. know that everyone's going through a different, you know, journey and yeah. all that. So no, absolutely. Well, I like that you're countering that with like showing real moments too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when like Willa has a poop blowout or like <laughs> you post all of that, and I I feel like people just really connect even more so to yeah. that real life stuff yeah. mm-hmm. than like somebody's success or like no, totally. all these sales and making it look so easy because it's not yeah. nobody everybody knows it's not easy it's not so. it's not especially as a mom and mm-hmm. and like I said remember I was like so starved to like find somebody that I could connect with who was like going through the same or went through the same journey mm-hmm. of like you build your business you spend 80 plus hours a week built like growing this baby of yours and then you have like an actual baby and so then it's like you have two babies now that you're trying to like grow (laughs) and nurture and everything. And it's like, how do you even balance that? And I couldn't find that. And so the content that I put out there really is what I'm going through in that process. And I've had, I've had moms who are also, you know, small business owners, like reach out to be like, Oh my God, like, you know, like you're giving me like hope that Mm -hmm. I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And that's, if it, even if it's just like one mom or a few moms, I'm like, that's, that's all that I want to do is just Mm -hmm. kind of show you that it is possible. Mm -hmm. It's very, very hard though. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, I had a great day with Willa. She didn't cry. Like (laughs) she ate all her things and slept early. No, (laughs) no, you know, like my days are long. Yeah. Um, You know how it is. Right. And it's exhausting. And your husband has a very unconventional job where he's not like, he's just not around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's not around, but him and I both worked really really hard mm-hmm. so yeah i mean when i started dating him he was like an independent filmmaker and you know how those guys go like yeah yeah they're not they making any like, money yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> literally starving artists yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. when i first met him i was like oh so what's so cute yeah, 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 yeah. he's like oh i'm a cinematographer <laughs> you know i'm like you're you a just cool. now. <laughs> i'm like 
you just graduated from film school. Okay, what did you shoot? But like, luckily, you know, he he was different. He mm-hmm. he knew what he wanted, and he had a very specific style too, and that's what I respected. And he he respected that in me too, mm-hmm. because Dolky wasn't anything like small, like. When I started dating him, it was still a blog. Mm-hmm. And I remembered calling him and being like, hey, so I think I'm going to start an online shop. What do you think? You know, he's like, oh, cool. And so we both kind of started from the bottom together. And there, there is that, you know, you have to compliment each other. You have to... Um, uh, you have to support one another. Like, even if you're not making money, like mm-hmm. it's, it's not about that. It's the fact that like, you're doing what you want to do. And like now, you know, he's shooting for HBO, Disney, like all these, like he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's awesome. I have to support that, you know, even if it means like I'm the one, you know, taking care of Willa majority of the time, we're lucky that he is at a place in his career where we can afford private care, t- a private caretaker, mm-hmm. which not a lot of people can yep. do. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is a give and take mm-hmm. and it's not going to be like this forever. You know, yeah. they're, they're going to grow older. They'll be mm-hmm. more self-sufficient. So I, I keep telling myself that <laughs> every day. I'm yeah, like, yeah. No, it will happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm for like, sure. One time, day you'll yeah. walk. <laughs> one day you can wipe your you own butt. Yeah, yeah. One day you can tell yourself. me what you want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I remember people telling me that. I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Oh man, the days are long, and I don't see the <laughs> light oh at the end of the tunnel. The newborn but days. I promise you, oh. it gets better, yeah, easier, and more fun. Yeah, it does. It's it's in a fun stage right now. It's in a difficult fun stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good all the way, way to I put, it. put it. Yeah, it's the only way that I can describe it. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it in another episode too, where like you know, just having a good partner, yeah. like a life partner, you know, like support you and like that that line of support when you need yeah. it, and like supporting each other and like understanding each other. That's a big yeah. one. Absolutely. To grow. Yeah. In other aspects as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not all like butterflies and rainbows oh, yeah, at the house. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, we fight a yeah, lot. Yeah. We're fighting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real. Keeping yeah, 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 it real. Yeah, yeah. Uncut. You have no idea what I'm doing. Like, you know, take care of her. Like, enjoy your 10 days of kid-free life. That's what I told her. Yeah, like, enjoy your room service. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy your sleep. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's all temporary. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, I hope. Just understanding the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I cringe when I see. I mean, I'm happy for, you know, people who post like, oh, yeah, my partner is such a, you know, gem, did this, did that. I'm like, oh, my partner is not doing that. But that doesn't mean that he's Uh like less than, you know, it's just it's the reality is we fight we don't yeah, it's life it's, yeah, it's, yeah, life. Yeah, it's yeah. marriage uh-huh. it's having a first kid it's, yeah yeah it's all of that yeah. yeah 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 except for andrew he has nothing to complain about because his wife is oh, the most amazing no, person no, we, <laughs> i'm thankful for her but you know we fight all Good. the time as well yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's, it's give or take you know yeah. So yeah understanding each other and all that but yeah yeah um yeah so what's next? I know you have um, a Mother's Day collection coming out. I know you have a lot coming up. We have a lot. You know, I did, like, despite not taking time off last year, I did feel like I took time off. Like, I didn't launch very many new things last year at the postpartum and for obvious reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, I was like, I have all these ideas. So it's not that I wasn't working last mm-hmm. year. I was I was just like, like this is what's going to be my plan. And so it's, it's bringing all of that to life now, which I'm exciting. so excited That's about. Very exciting, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have new loungewear coming out in a few weeks. We have a new Mother's Day collection that celebrates my mom, who's Filipina. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's my love letter to her, which I'm so excited about. We have... Um, a smaller collaboration with um, this amazing artist that um, I found on Instagram, but she's based in LA. Her name is Julia Wester. She owns a company called Camp, where she does hand iced dyed T-shirts. Oh wow! Wait, so we hand have, yeah iced dyed yeah. So it's like tie dye, but you use like it's like a ice technique that oh. you use. Yeah, and she has a whole business around it where you can actually buy her her kits and do it at home with your kids i highly recommend it we did it during covid that's how my oh, sister is the one who told me about her and we had so much fun doing it it takes up the whole day with the kids and then they're so tired at the end so you win yeah <laughs> yeah and then you have an awesome shirt after and you have an awesome shirt so you can dye whatever so yeah we're doing like tie-dye shirts with her which what? is really cool she's another like mama small business entrepreneur that you know i'm so excited to collaborate with we have a couple of more collaborations coming up towards the end of the year just like a lot of stuff coming yeah yeah youth sizes kids youth sizes. sizes like we're launching we're launching all the things i'm developing men's i promise i was, I'm, 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 I'm here listening yeah. i'm like oh, i don't hear anything about for men but yeah, there's gonna be a funny like, no my <laughs> husband my husband has been the guinea pig like if he's like wearing i got so mad at him because he was featured in like this american cinematographer's magazine and uh-huh. he 
was wearing like a full on like local brand, which I'm like, great, you're supporting local, but I'm like, you should be wearing Dolky. Yeah, yeah. Not like, this <laughs> brand. Dolky. I know. So I'm like, I'm making you t-shirts and you're gonna wear them on set. And so and yeah. he loves them. He loves them. So I'm like, okay, I think I can do I think I can do men's stuff. You totally could. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see. I need some more I need like more advice and mentoring in that section because I don't know how to design for men. So but we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start with like plain t-shirts or something yeah, and, yeah. and figure something out simple. where it goes yeah, yeah for I sure. feel like guys even more than girls maybe have that like pride that like they're always repping like you know they're like letterman's jacket or yeah. like the uh stuff or their sports t-shirts yeah yeah i think it depends i mean i know guys my husband doesn't like wearing he doesn't like to be a walking billboard for example yeah um, i like to wear plain tees yeah but yeah, if they're yeah. comfortable especially yeah. when we're working you exactly know? Mm. exactly but if it's you're right if it's a hawaii brand yep, though hawaii, like yep. all day he's like yeah, this yeah. You know? mm -hmm. and i'm like okay just like a little shock on yeah yeah maybe <laughs> we'll <laughs> minimalist so, yeah minimalist there we go there we go so still figuring out yeah so there's so much potential for the brand and i'm so excited that's yeah. awesome yeah just like from going to school for finance Mm -hmm. not knowing what you wanted to do and then that one spark at that startup right that you wanted to be an entrepreneur yeah. mm -hmm. and then till now having that itch yeah once you have that itch there's no stopping you mm -hmm. for sure yeah so yeah so so That's do you have any advice for like people in your situation where they, they might be working like a full-time job right mm -hmm. now and like they mm -hmm. may have some ideas of their own but mm -hmm. you know they're too afraid to take that step or oh you just got to take the step take you the just leap. gotta yeah you just have to and it, there's no step too small either mm -hmm. like you don't you know i mean they say go big or go home but even that small step is going big right mm -hmm. it, it could be like just Towards getting like out of direction. your comfort zone yeah exactly mm -hmm. so you know if you have an idea use use social media to your advantage that's what that's how we grew dolky we literally mm -hmm. grew dolky so organically by just word of mouth tagging other people mm -hmm. you know uh, we're so lucky that that um that hawaii is the way that it is like everybody like supports local and it's community it's that you definitely don't find that in la it's much mm -hmm. harder i'm definitely i'm trying to establish myself in la as like a la brand also mm -hmm. like hawaii and la mm -hmm. but it's it's a lot more difficult because it's 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 there's not that sense of like community that you find here mm -hmm. in hawaii so so yeah i mean use that to your advantage you know talk mm -hmm. to talk to friends like your friends and family are going to be your biggest support system mm -hmm. you know and that's it that's if that's what give you the gives you the confidence to to keep going then that's all you need mm -hmm. you need because you know once you once you start something and let's say you're, you're selling something and you sell like one or two pieces to people you don't even know that gives you like an itch you're mm -hmm. like that gives you a bug yeah, to yeah. like want to do more you're like oh my god yes i did it yeah i did it yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i remember like in the beginning uh -huh. like you know people buying from dolky it would i'm like oh yeah i know that because you would look through all your orders oh, right? yeah. You're like, oh wait who's that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the first time i the first time we sold to someone who neither like my sister and i were like do you know this person <laughs> no and i was like oh my god we made it we made it we could quit we made it <laughs> that's so funny or seeing people wearing your or brand seeing, oh, oh my yeah, god seeing, the first time i saw some random person wearing my my t-shirts in in la i was like my husband was with me too and i was just like <laughs> smiling the rest of the day i was like i made it <laughs> But it's those it's moments. So it's it those is. moments that kind of just keep you going. And, it is. Yeah. And you know mm -hmm. what? They, they show up during very difficult times. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. just mm -hmm. the universe telling you that, mm -hmm. like, just keep going. Keep going. Just yeah. Keep going. yeah. You're on the right path. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much again. And congratulations on all your success. You. And we're so excited to see what's ahead for you. And, thank like, you. I remember this. I don't know who told me, but before I met you in person, somebody was like, Shan is literally the sweetest person you will ever meet. Ooh. And that person was right. You're just the sweetest person. Thank and you. just so accomplished, but like just so, so sweet. No, thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you guys for having me. We're so stoked that you came on and thank, thank, you. thank you for sharing your story. Absolutely. And thank you for the sconies. Oh, she yeah, brought welcome. us sconies. Sconies, Kaimuki, guys. Sconies and Kaimuki. I have to I have to stop by there that place at least once whenever I'm home. Mm -hmm. My wife loves the it there and every time I go by I have to buy yeah. something. Oh yeah. yeah. They have the best like scones, but they also have the best lemon bars too. Bars. The lemon bars mm. are like, oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. calling our name right now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much again. <laughs> oh, how you. can people find you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can follow us at Dolky. You can shop at Dolky.com. Nice. Yeah. Dolky.com. Yeah. All right. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, guys. You.